BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey, Welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And right now I've got, he is like one of my favorite fucking people to broadcast with. Jared Freed, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, so good to be here. Thank you for having me back. I love going on podcasts and radio with you. It is. How is everything? How's your quarantine? We just taped an episode of my podcast, so we did a little bit of this. But yeah. how are you? Everything's good. Everything's good. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm in a mansion, so it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Really, when you're perfect. When you're so rich, everything is wonderful. Honestly, and I. I said this on a J train, but I. My. My. Because J train, you guys. Uh, you do video for that podcast, mm-hmm. so people could see my apartment. So I can't. You know. I have to acknowledge where the fuck I'm living. Um, and it's basically, it's really a reflection of what a great social climber I am. It's not a reflection of my financial success whatsoever. Listen, this is uh, networking 101. That's what they told you. <laughs> Go to these networking things. Remember when you got out of college and everyone was like, you got to network, you got to network. And, yes. everyone, and I didn't even know what that meant. Like yeah. I had no idea. And it's like, what a, like everyone should have been telling you, like the idea of networking at 22, you look like such a fraud. Such a douche. Such a sweaty tryhard. Asshole. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, all you have to do is work hard and work well with the people you work with. And whenever, you know, you come across someone new in your work world, be cool with them. And then you'd have these people who are like, well, where, where can we connect for drinks later? And you're like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to be networking with you, loser. <laughs> Fucking poindexter. <laughs> I remember my ex-mother-in-law used to always say this to me. It's not what you know. It's who you know. And I was like, shut up, I bitch. Know. But she was right. <laughs> I mean, it, there's it's, it's right, but it's like you understand. Like, nobody that I you know, lean on or that I look to for information or like as far as like business is concerned is anyone that I ever went in with the knowledge of like, I'm going to network. Like I've never, <laughs> like it was like, oh, they're a good person. Oh, the, yo, you can help me. I can help you. And I was always like, I think the other thing is like being open to helping other people, being there for other people, yes. being like a, a connector. Like if you hear someone, the best networkers are the people that are always on the lookout. Like, Oh, you're doing that thing? Well, you should talk to this person who's doing this similar thing. Those are the real networkers. Ding, ding, the ding. The people that are putting people together uh-huh. to make them both better off when it won't make them better off. Right. 
But in doing so, you make yourself the best off. And oh, yeah, I mean, then everyone goes, oh, how did they meet? Jared is always putting people together. You know, like that's you. Are, I, I think that is the highest compliment that there could ever be. I agree. I agree. I mean, wait. So would you also categorize yourself as a good a social climber? Because it's kind of a part. Well, listen, we can. There's two words for it. If you're a LinkedIn person, it's called networking. Or if you want to yeah. be taken seriously in business, it's called networking. I call it social climbing because I'm just yeah. trying to get ahead of everybody who's saying that I'm a social climber. Because I'm like, yeah, we all are social climbers. And yeah. Congratulations. To us. So would you say you're a good networker, Jared? Because I would say I'm a, I, I like to think of myself as a connector. You're amazing. Like I, I, I do. I would. I think that's a really nice compliment to give uh, that I would want someone to give to me. But like, you know, I, you know, there's um, I can I can think back like through a hundred different people where like especially with, you know, I, I, I think because I do you up with betches, yep. I become this like door, you know, this doorway into their world you connect me to betches and now i have a podcast with them called betches brides so that's like another so like a lot of people will come to me in that way where they'll go hey um i'm looking to do some stuff with and i'm like oh of course it's easy to send an email and it's like and i've always really believed in that and it's like if you can you will like i had what's going on you know this is a kind of an uncomfortable story but like i had a, a brand reach out to me from their marketing department and i and they were like and i was like oh great i mean times like these like you and i we're freelance people yep okay so we're looking for opportunities to keep that freelance life alive um with what's going on a lot of people's freelance jobs have been canceled a lot of people's business opportunities have been put on hold i go do go on stage Every single every single night, like all of my stage time, those were all paid gigs yep. that are not being paid right now. So, yep. you know, I'm always on the lookout for someone. And, and so I think a lot of people, especially in the social media world, try to ignore the realities of money. But you yeah. you have to admit to those. So I had this brand reach out and they're like, hey, we'd love to get in. I was like, give me a call. Let's. Uh, perfect timing you know yeah yeah. and they called me up and then you could tell it was a young kid and in young kid being like 23 you could tell he was like told get on the phones and this is your job now your internship and he was like basically pitching me the idea of like they want to give to charity but with their name on the charity donation so you know, it's like hiding under this like thing of charity, right. which we all want to do. We all want to give. But like, if you want to talk about like who's been hurt by this, it's service industry and people in the night night industry. And yeah. I'm in that group. Yeah. Even though things look like they're okay. So you, it, it is one of those things where it's like, I have to like look at that person and go, Hey, I appreciate your like. And so he's calling me being like, we want you to put on your social medias that, you know, this brand is going to be giving back to this. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do charity in my own special way. Yes. But you do get this thing where it's like you're almost being like these like when you network with someone, when you put people in touch, you have to like also be uh, aware of what you're asking the person. So when when I can say to someone, you should meet with Betches. Like I'm like Taylor Strecker, fucking great on the, great broadcaster, so entertaining. She can only help Betches. 
and Betches can only help her. This is a mutually it's symbiotic. It's a symbiotic relationship. Yes. When someone when someone calls you and says, "Hey, I need a favor," and you're like, "Well," and I said to them, "I go, well, is it paid?" And they go, "Well, no. This is like a favor, so that in no. the future, maybe we'll work with you in the future." And I'm uh, like, uh, uh, "I can't really live in the world of maybe right now. Like, I can very happily give to a charity on my own and promote that on my own social media yeah. where I'm doing the charity." And it's like this is where you start to sound like a bad person. No, but is, it, no, you, this is a part of networking, though, efficiently, or let's say even social climbing. Sure. You social climb up, Jared. You don't go down. That's like you, yeah. cl- you climb <laughs> upwards. It's true, and it and it's also. <laughs> You also, when you social climb, there's a it, there is classy and not classy ways to do it, and of I course. think you're doing it in a classy way. <laughs> well, I think you. I think I'm doing it in a classy way. I, do I think too. when I so I I think um, that becomes harder because, it, and this is for everything. Yeah, the li- the liars will always make the honest people feel crazy. Always, always. So like always. this kid who's calling me, being like, "Yeah, maybe in the future we'll work with you," and I'm like. Well, you're lying to me now. <laughs> you're, and I'm now like, am I crazy? Like, I'm not going to give to charity. Like, of course I want to give to charities. Of course I want to help wherever I can help. But I'm not going to be giving out all my money while on the on the side. You know, I'm not going to be panhandling for money to now give away to other people to help them. Like, I got to help myself at the same time. So, like, I know. To, to there's this like blissful ignorance that occurs where it's like, oh, what do you mean? Like, I had another person. That you know, oh God, reach out to me. Tell, and tell, they tell. Were like, I, I, I don't. I'm not going to name names, but it no, was no, their, don't, it was don't, their... don't name names. But they, it actually makes it more fun when you make it like a blind item in the New York Post. <laughs> go, go, go. I love so it. So it was a PR person. Okay, reached out to me to do a happy hour with two personalities that I that I people might know. Okay, and I go, okay, well, what's the deal? Like, I go, what would I be doing? What accounts will I be on? What's have and I wrote an email back being like very professionally and I think with us where we have fun at our job like we right. go on the mic we make jokes ha 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 we laugh all day that's that's the prize you get to do that when you've been professional in other ways so I wrote back right. to this PR person I said I'd love to do it what's gonna happen who's gonna be there what accounts and then she's like let's do a call we get on the call and I go and and then all of a sudden. The whole thing changed. Well, we're going to bring this other person in and you're going to be in and it's four people on Instagram live. And I go, hey, I'm not I have nothing against all these people being involved. But like, can I see another instance where you've had four people on that feels like it's a lot of talking? It feels like I won't get out of it. The following that I and right now I'm bartering in currency that is followers. Yes. Which is very icky. No one likes to admit I'm saying to this person. How is this worth it to me? Right. Is it because I, if I'm the one brought on as comedian Jared Freed to discuss, you know, uh, quarantine dating, I can't wait to do it. That is a position where someone who watches that goes, I've never met this comedian before. He's funny. He has a point of view. Wow. I'm going to go follow him now, too. Right. Now, if I'm brought on as one of the gang of six people that are all screaming over each other. That's kind of a waste of my time. I'm not really getting out of it, and I can only look bad. Ew. Or I don't look like anyone at all. So I said that to her. I go, hey, uh, it seems like this is getting like really jumbled. I'm not really sure if I'm going to get out of it. When I'm, And she goes, well, we're just looking to have fun. 
Now there's the liar. Uh, there's the liar. Liar. Because because <laughs> the, I'm the honest one asking the hard, honest questions, right. and she's the liar going, "Whoa, we're having fun! Ooh, <laughs> just a dance party." <laughs> Fun doesn't pay my bills. Fun doesn't make it so I can eat. Fun doesn't make it so I can move in with my girlfriend. You know, and I want to have fun, but fun's the prize. Right. Fun is what you get when you do the job right. And I and I I I was so enraged by this because the PR person is getting paid. The person who is being paid by the personalities. Okay, yes. I know this for a fact. Yes. So to her, this is all fun and games because she's already gotten her check cleared. Right. To me, I'm the I'm the 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 raging asshole who who's <laughs> follower thirsty, and I'm like, no, I'm just dealing in the reality of the currency that I want to be paid in. I want to be paid in new followers who might come to a show when this thing all fucking goes away, or might listen to my podcast, or might support my sponsors. Like, and and I know that's an icky thing to look at, but like this is, I I think, and this all goes back to what we were talking about with networking. Yes, I think when you when you network and you connect people, you're not doing it for. Um, money. You're not doing it for them to help you right away. You're doing it for like the currency of whatever you're dealing with or the social currency yes. or the, you know, yes. or the, oh, okay, this is someone I can rely on. This is someone I can trust. This is someone who's going to be in my corner. You know what, Jared? It's about the long game, okay? And you totally. have the foresight. I have that foresight. And that's what makes us good at networking, social climbing, whatever you want to call it. You know, like you, you're going to bet on your pony, but you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, Take care of that pony. You're going to feed that totally. pony. You're going to water that pony. <laughs> you're going to brush that pony. That pony's going to might step on your foot. Ouch. Hurt, hurt. Yep. Bad, bad. Cry, cry. But you're like, I still believe in this pony. You're going to braid its tail and shit. You're going to ride Abs- it around for exercise because you know that you know pony's going to fucking win the Kentucky Derby one day and you're going to be right That's there right. collecting no, that, them chips. Do you, you use a very specific phrase that's exactly right. The long game. And, you know, the PR person gets paid every month. Yep. So, of course, they got to get their job, get as many people on, on, on Instagram Live with my clients as possible. Short term. Short term. For me, for me, you know, and, and again, like when this all started, when the quarantine went down, I said, okay, podcast going daily. Let's fucking do this. Smart. Every day I'm going to have a podcast. Every day I'm going to be there waiting for you, ready to help you out, ready to get you through an hour of your day. And... I started that because of currency, because of incentives. Okay, this is a shitty situation for everybody. Everybody's sitting at home, making less money, seeing less people, having let you know with with less assured, with less um, confidence in what tomorrow will bring. You got it. And for me, for my individual way of dealing with that is saying, okay, I can't do my live shows, but here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to try and grow my audience as much as possible. I'm going to show people how funny I can be on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And that's been my goal, you know, ever since this started. And, you know, we, I think the sooner people admit to the incentives that they're, that they're playing with is the, the better off they'll be. And like, you know, it's been freeing for me. Like I go on, I go on that podcast every day and I say, you following, you telling a friend is the way to pay for this podcast. Yep. That's the currency I'm dealing with. So I, I think, and also like, I, I do think that the people who listen to the show, to your show, to my show, they appreciate that. They yes. want to, they don't want to hear like what's, you know, they don't want to hear this like, well, I'm a mommy too. Like, no, you're a mommy in your second home out in Long Island. No. Like, <laughs> I, love you. I, love you. I see you. I see you. 
I hear you and I love you. I love you, Jared yeah. Freed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. People right now, for a really long time, and this is since the like, you know, when podcasting like really got super popular, right? Mm-hmm. People just want fucking authenticity. And there's a war right now between social media, I feel, and, mm-hmm. and, and podcasters. And that war is podcasters, if you're a successful podcaster, you're fucking transparent, you're vulnerable, yeah. you're honest, you have conversations like this. That's why I'm going to tell, mm-hmm. I'm going to call myself a social climber because there's power in saying something that could be perceived as negative and fucking taking ownership over it and saying yeah. like, no, or you saying I'm a great networker and and I play the fucking long game and I will say no if it's gonna make me look like a goddamn jabroni. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Caliper. Caliper believes that everyone deserves to feel better naturally and that drastic changes should not be required. That's what I'm talking about. That's why they made a more precise and reliable CBD product that's easier to take than CBD oil. You get all the benefits of CBD in a tasteless, dissolvable powder that your body absorbs actually more quickly, more rapidly than oil. So you can feel better naturally without massive lifestyle changes. So here's why I love Caliper, okay? Because I am a CBD girl, okay? Yeah, I am in the CBD game. I have some stress in my life. Um, Well, I've always had stress in my life, but more so now than ever. And CBD really helps to kind of just chill me out but still like being able to function. You know what I'm saying? But CBD oil, I'm not going to lie, it's not my favorite. You got these droplets and you put them under your tongue and then you hold there for like 30 seconds. And I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it's just like a little uncomfortable. And then when you swallow it, it kind of has this like weird, grassy, perfumey taste to it. That's not the most pleasant. And uh, Caliper is changing the game because they believe everyone deserves a little peace in their pocket. Yeah. Unlike CBD oils, Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless and mixes easily into any drink or food. Hello, genius. So I'm very lucky that I'm working a lot these days, but because I'm working a lot, I need to be able to be focused and be able to function. Glass of wine helps me chill out, but guess what also helps me chill out? Caliper CBD. So when I'm feeling a little stressed out or overwhelmed, if you will, I'll make myself like an iced tea and I'll put my packet of Caliper CBD in there and voila, I am like chill, And also what's great about Caliper is that it gives you the benefits of CBD in just 15 minutes. That's about twice as fast as a CBD oil. Caliper CBD comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packs and you can get started for under $20. Also, it's all natural. So non-GMO ingredients, no fillers, added chemicals, no artificial flavors. Gotta love that. And unlike some other products out there... I'm not going to name names, but Caliper is completely THC free. It's got all the goodness of CBD with no high. And like I said, I uh, need to take it in the middle of the day and your girl can't be stoned when she's trying to get this podcast done for you. What are you waiting for? Get 20% off your first order when you use my promo code Taylor at trycaliper.com slash Taylor. Caliper is so sure that you're going to love the product. They even offer a 30 day money back guarantee. That means they know their product is good. That's tricaliper, T-R-Y-C-A-L-I-P-E-R.com slash Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. And again, don't forget that promo code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R for 20% off your first order. And now to the podcast. Do you watch uh, Real Housewives of New York? Do do I watch Rowdy? uh, so So I, my girlfriend and I, 
were, were like, let's watch it from the beginning. I've never, I, I've uh, kind of like, I know the characters, but I've never watched what, like a full season. What, a, what, what, a, what a quarantine gift to give right? to yourself. I, I feel lucky. I'm feel. Uh, it's like not. It's like the people who haven't watched Tiger King yet. Like they, uh, they don't even know. Uh, I can't. They, they, they got a full pizza pie waiting in the fridge just to <laughs> pick out on tomorrow. So I, I, so we started watching it, and and so we watched season one and. No spoilers, but right. I love no spoilers. Um, please. I, I think this audience has watched season one. <laughs> so I'm at the end of season one. That's where I stand right now. Okay. And I, it was so funny, like uh, the difference between Alex. Oh, God. What a gift. So, I know. What so you're, I, I know there's people being like, I, I love the face you just made because <laughs> it is like, oh, my God, you have so much more to go. You don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> But I was watching Alex with the with the Australian husband. Simon, yes. Simon. So Alex and Simon are sitting at the reunion and Andy Cohen looks 14 like it's <laughs> fucking great. And Luann Deceps is there and Countess Luann. Countess and Luann. Countess Luann, who's been on You Up podcast, who <laughs> I, I, I actually enjoyed her on the podcast. Like Countess Luann and Alex are from the same type of thing. They're cut and, and, from the same elk, one would say, a, of delusions. Absolutely. But I like Countess Luann. And you I don't. I hate <laughs> Alex. Okay. So, so wait. This is fascinating. This is fascinating. So, because it, 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 this is so, you're so fucking dead on. Because it's like, why, you know, you actually, you recently had a tweet or an Instagram, it was a tweet that was an Instagram post, and it was like, here's the evidence that it's hard to be a woman is that like after sure. watching Tiger King, Joe Exotic is like the, the, these horrible things and I still fucking hate Carol Baskin. I'm so happy you understood that tweet. Like So genius. Be, because that's how I know we get along because the, <laughs> that tweet got so misconstrued oh, by so many. Me? Well, because here's, I mean, on the internet, there's like a few groups that you that if you're gonna make fun of, get ready for them to show up at your doorstep. <laughs> oh shit! Because in the tweet, I'll, I'll, I'll I could read it. Basically, it was like it, you, you you nailed it. it. It is me saying it's hard to. I can tell it's harder to be a woman. That was how it starts. Yes. So now, so now the alt right. Empathy. So now empathy. But now, when you say it's harder to be a woman, now the alt right um, feminist guy. No, the the men oh. are mad that you're saying it's harder to be a woman. So, so now you've invited that group. Oh fuck! Okay. <laughs> so then, so the alt right. So the, this tweet is like a perfect storm of shitty people <laughs> online. So, so it starts, and I didn't even realize until like a week later. I'm like, oh, I had a party for all the awful people <laughs> of the world. So it's so it starts with it's harder to be a wo I know it's harder to be a woman, and so that gets all the alt right. Uh, who are the guys that the guys that don't have sex and they gave themselves a name to Donald sound like a Trump? video game? <laughs> no, the, the um, they have a name for them. Uh, Pedophiles. They, like, they they didn't elect non-elective virgins. Like uh, they they were in the news. Asexuals. A no, someone's screaming it right now at their um, <laughs> uh, non vol. I'm looking it up. The voluntary virgin, like because they choose to be a virgin or because they can't get any pussy or or butthole. Uh, incel, whatever. incel, incel. So they're called incels. Okay. Involuntary celibate. 
Oh. So so that that group comes at you involuntary, which means it's not their choice. They have, it's not their choice. They oh. blame women for the oh. reason they don't have oh. sex. So when you say it's harder to be a woman, I know. So that one sentence, I know it's harder to be a woman. All the um, incels come knocking incels, at the door. Incels now now they're here. And then I say because Joe Exotic lured men into homosexuality with meth. Yes. Which accurate. Listen, Accurate. So, accurate, but now but now I've invited the oh you think sexuality's a choice. Oh. <laughs> you think you could be lured. So now I've invited that group. <laughs> um he's in jail. I and I gave two other reasons. And then he's in he 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 like scammed the IRS, he he uses bad language, and then I'm still sitting here being like fuck Carol Baskin. Yeah. So the whole tweet is and you got it, the whole point of the tweet is to say I'm a, I'm recognizing my own internal biases by saying, yeah, it's crazy that this guy Joe Exotic is is still more likable to me than the woman who he tried to kill. <laughs> he tried to murder, and but then everyone's writing back. Well, but then the all these people that are like pro, you know, animal people. Now I've invited them because they they oh. they hate her because she, they don't think she's good with animals. And then and then there's all these like men writing like, well, she killed her husband. It's like. Yeah, we don't know that for a fact. That's like a hunch. Like we we know for I a mean, fact. We, we watch. We actually do know, but we don't know. Well, no. we don't know. No, that's the thing. We watch Joe Exotic not care that his worker's arm got bit off, <laughs> and it's like, but I got this hunch she might have. You know, this juicy story about killing her husband. But it's so funny to me that like. I don't know how we were talking about. There was related I'll tell you to how. something. I'll tell you how we were talking about Luann and Alex McCord, and we'll get back so, to that. Yeah. So yeah, we have to get back to that. But it, it is interesting that like when you when you see something, you know, you can't apologize for salivating when you smell a steak. Right. You know, like it's it's one of those things where I'm like, listen, I know I should hate Joe Exotic as much as I hate Carol Baskin. Yes. But Carol Baskin just rubs me wrong. I I, I and guess it's what? like the, I'm a woman and I feel the exact same way that you do. That's why I yeah. love the tweet because I was like, he is so right. And also pointing out the fact like, damn, it is hard to be a woman because women are held to such such higher standards than men. Totally. And as a woman, I live it. But I also I, I recognize also the fucking genius when, humor in it. But it, women are holding women to that standard, too. So yes. it's like so it, it, it is. We're we're all kind of guilty of it. Like I, I'm just saying. Like oh, honestly, that, women are the most savage to one another. I totally. mean, it's unbelievable. In, in in a different way, you're dealing with a different. And so I I, I had that same thing with Alex and Luann. Okay, wait. So because, I want to understand. So please explain to me why. Because Luann and Alex are so uber similar. Very, very, very. And the fact that you picked up on that is incredible. But why is it that Luann is more likable and Alex is just so hateable? So Luann, to me, is just like, um, you know the the woman with Alzheimer's in Notebook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the woman with Alzheimer's in the Notebook, she hears the story and she's with the whole story. Then all of a sudden she'll like... She forgets where she is. Yes. I think Luann's a lot like her where like Luann is like uh, is is like this like prim and proper asshole. And then for four seconds, she'll like break and go, oh, yeah, I'm being an asshole. Like she understands she'll like have this moment of awareness that you're like, yes, all I needed was one moment where Luann goes, yeah, I'm talking during your speech, but go fuck yourself. Like <laughs> I, I want 
what all you want people to do is to recognize yeah. when they're being that person. And it feels and Luann would have these momentary yes. breaks where she would go, you know, where she's complaining about someone not calling her a countess. But she's like, yeah, I know I sound like a dick, but that's what I sound like. That's the truth. And because as people, we're flawed, right? We're totally flawed, yes. all of us. We all make mistakes. We can all totally. be assholes. And if, if you can recognize that in yourself, then you're forgivable. Like, we, we, we can get Absolutely. over it. That's, that's and, what and, makes you likable. But the inability to see any wrongdoing you ever do in life, and I think Jared and I are thinking about the same person right totally. now, but it's like, that's why everyone fucking hates you. That's yeah. why everyone fucking comes for you. Just admit that you're wrong and you're fucked up well, sometimes. And, that, and that's Alex to a T. Alex a goes tea. on that... Re- she goes on that reunion show and she sits there being like, well, I don't know why people would think this. And it's like, oh, you don't get it, babe. You don't you don't see what's going on here. And, you know, we li- this is kind of the era we live in where it's the we're we are in the era of the I won't take a loss era. Nobody will just take the loss. No one will go. Yeah, I fucked up there. But I was pretty good there. Like people think that if they give, if they retreat even a little bit, yep, then then they will be put under the ground into a cemetery. You and, know what? And, it's people that say like, and and people in my life have said this to me before. It's like, well, I don't apologize because then that proves that I'm wrong. And I'm like, bitch, an apology is the most empowering thing you yeah, could ever do. I agree. It's to say. I fucked up. I'm sorry, and I and I take ownership. Like I don't understand people who think that that's a sign of weakness. It blows my mind. I I have people that email me about things on the podcast, and like, you know, sometimes my girlfriend she'll get mad at me. She's like, "Why even read it?" I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna like take them at their word. If, right. if they listen to the whole show, let me go back and listen and see if I." And I've had people write to me that like, "Oh, you sounded this way, this way, this way," and I oh okay, let me go back and listen. Let me make sure, yeah. because if if what I said is hurtful and and horrible, I'm gonna take it out because maybe I'll rethink my position. Maybe I can admit that I was wrong. Maybe I can apologize. Maybe right. I can go, hey, I, I I really didn't see this angle that you have woken me up to. Um, a lot of times, what I notice is that those people are just using buzzword languages that they've heard other people use that they know they can use to shut people up. Right. So they go, oh, you're a misogynist. And I say, well, show me the area. I would. I, I don't want to be a misogynist. I didn't come in here. That wasn't my goal. So please show me. And then I go back to it and I go, and I see it and we talk it out and I go, okay, well, I, I maybe I, I sounded badly, but would you call it, you know, like, and then... When you when you take away those like buzzwords where you know they didn't have to go look them up, they can just buzzwords. Buzzwords almost become weapons because well, and and what the the buzzwords are like if you're somebody that likes to uh, tweet or go on someone's Instagram and comment with a lot of ist words, ist, yeah. you're the fucking problem. Yeah, well, it's the equivalent of taking like I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, and, go go but, go. Uh, it, it's the equivalent. Are we gonna have this video go up? We might, yeah. Well, I don't. Well, I, 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 maybe. Well, I hope this visual. I, I'll explain this visual. It's, it's like going into a dark cave with a stick that's on fire and waving it at the animal that's coming towards you. Just, you know, like you know, in the movies and like Indiana Jones, yes. they'll just take the big stick with a fire at the end. They're like, back away, back away, <laughs> and they'll wave it. That's what those buzzwords are. They're yep. just ways to get you to back away, and it's like. You know, that's why podcasts are great. And, I, uh, you know, that's why going on with you is great. It's like we're having a discussion. You can hear the audience can hear like us 
you know, kind of, you know, wade through difficult waters, you know, and it's just. Well, because we're having a dialogue, we're having a back and forth, and a lot of people just want to talk in monologues right now at people. It's not like. also, they want to be the winner and be you be the loser, and exactly. and that's and that's kind of where it comes back to Alex and Simon. Yes, where if they say you could tell they were like they, there was no point where they like if they had come on that reunion and I know I'm going back 15 years. To no, a no, reunion no. That was 15. I'm very much here for it. <laughs> so so, um, if they had come on and been like, yeah, we we came to the city to climb the social ladder to to get to a place where we are now richer for that reason because we know that relationships are so important. Then you'd go, oh, okay, I get you, Alex and Simon. Like, if anything, you know, Bethany Frankel, who's amazing on that show, like, I didn't even realize how good she is. But Bethany Frankel, like, knowing uh, that if you watch that first season again, what's amazing is Bethany says exactly what she wants to be. She goes on that first season. She says, I want to, you know, she she has a sentence. I, I, I'm i not going to, I'm going to fuck it up. But she puts her career path in, in a sentence that you're like, wow, she did it. She yep. fucking did it. And I'm sure other things are going to happen over the course of this show. But what you notice is she social climbs on that show from yeah. minute one yep. in a very natural and loving and, and- honest an right. honest way she yep. you know and all of a sudden i started season two all of a sudden she's living at jill zarin's house for the summer it's like like that's the world alex that's the what alex would want to be able to do right that she could never do because she's not honest and doesn't have that ability to be a flawed person have you seen alex and simon go to st bart's yet when she had, when he had the, the, he had the speedo on, and she had the, the and they're walking the on the beach. Bikini. Yes. Yeah, I, I saw that was season one, right? I, I yeah. think so. I can't remember because I don't want to spoil anything for you. But they go to St. Bart's. They're like, you know, we love to go to St. Bart's in the summer because it's not so crowded with all the people from all over yeah. the world. And it's like, Alex, you go to St. Bart's in the summer because you're poor, and that's when the yeah. poor people go. Like that's. <laughs> but if they could just acknowledge it, I did get to that part. Yeah, yeah. They well, then that at the reunion. They're talking about their home being in disrepair. And it's like, and and Bethany's like, yeah, I wouldn't have a kid in there. And they're like, oh, we're, we enjoy, instead of just saying like, yeah, we don't have the money that everyone else on this show has. Like we want to, like, they never even explain he, like what he does in the first season. Like I'm, I'm still not sure what he does for a living. I know. And he collects, he probably collects like checks from the government. He's probably like, literally like, (laughs) like uh, what's his face? Um, William H. Macy and shameless, like legit. I mean, he's a swindler. He's like a con man. it, It seemed as though, because you're sitting there going, well, he's not a poor guy. So you're like, they are, but they, but you can tell like they want a certain type of wealth. They yes. don't want St. Bart's wealth. They want oh yeah, House on the Hamptons wealth that they think the way into that is via the relationships they're going to make at parties on the Hamptons. And it's like and it's like yeah, that is how you get there, but they're like trying to copy what Bethany Frankel has inside of her. But this is interesting, okay, because I really, like, you know, we started this whole podcast off, like, with the concept of social climbing, right? Like, and so I live in this apartment that is so fucking beautiful. By the way, we just lost power, so that should be fucking fun. Yeah, the whole (laughs) building lost power, so... 
Oh, I God. might be dead by the time this podcast comes out. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. But yeah, thank thank you so much. Thank you, I appreciate it. But um, it's like you know, I will say that when I like moved here, I I feel so lucky and Tane, I love it. Full disclosure, it's five hundred dollars more a month than our studio apartment in the city, and I'm not joking. We have eight eight thousand times the space, and it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I, the only reason we even got in is because I know the guy who, you know, he owns it and he was looking for a renter and we're really good friends and he trusts us and loves us. And so we benefited from that relationship. But this is all, but you didn't, like, here's, here's the difference. You didn't target this guy. No. Because right. he owned a great property. You didn't right. go, oh, you own a great property. Like, even that woman, Alex and Simon, they're like, oh, this is a good connection. This They even say like Jill Zarin is like, Ugh. is like, we should go. Oh, I should introduce you to the You're owner right. of the school. You're and right. they go, ooh, well, we thought maybe that'd be a good connection. Like, I mean, that's why Real Housewives in New York, like I'm watching this season one and I'm like, wow, this is one of the best reality shows ever. Uh, and, and mostly because of their, their, they're fake in a real way to one another. Right. But they are so honest in the interviews afterwards. Like so the honest. honesty that they are behind one another's back when they know it's going to get back to the people is like amazing. <laughs> you know what, though? I don't think, you know what they do? This is the thing. I think that they believe when they're in their confessionals, it's never going to get back to anyone. I think that they mm. treat it the way that women treat lunches with each other, with friends. And they're like, oh, my God, can you believe that Beth did this, that, and the other? And you don't think that <laughs> Katie's ever going to fucking repeat it. And then when she does, you're like, I can't believe you repeated that. So I, in a weird way, even though they're being filmed, I think that there's a part of them that is like egomaniacal enough where they think they're narcissistic enough to think the producers love me. They're going to protect me. They'll never have anything happen where I'm going to look bad and then the reunion occurs and they all look like fucking pieces of shit and it's delicious and amazing. <laughs> um, but no, it is interesting, this idea of like, you know, networking, social climbing, because you're absolutely right. When you come into something being like, I'm like, like an Alex and a Simon, like they're a good contact to have. We could really benefit from yeah. living in this apartment one day. It's, you know what it is? You are good at networking. I'm good at networking. And we are successful in business because what we actually just do is form relationships where you really like the people. And it's just like a natural relationship. We, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and then the it's, same. And it lasts for a long time because it's genuine. It's sure. not just for it. And because, and it's the long game, but not like, I never became friends with my friend Anthony Carino ever thinking it would land me living in this gorgeous apartment of his. Like, in a million years. <laughs> yes, yes, I just yes. really fucking was, liked him, you know? Yeah, that, I, and it's, you know, it comes down to the point where you're like, you know, you, you start to wonder, like, how, you know, you, you do have a moment where you go, Man, am I? Oh, Anthony, I, I I didn't mean to use him for this apartment. It's not, thank God I met that person. But it's like, you know, it's it's a lot like doing podcasts or doing comedy or doing any type of you know passion project. You have to have passion for it. You have to have some sort of passion. And a good connect is not a passionate thing to say. Uh, I like that person is a passion, is an actual emotion. Right. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Hydrant. Did you know that 75% of us are walking around all day, er day, chronically dehydrated? That's crazy. Why are we suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus? Y'all. 
It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets that you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicioso. Each Hydrant hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes that your body needs, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc, to help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. Um, The formula was developed by Oxford scientists. Yeah. They're wicked smart to provide perfectly balanced and efficient hydration. Bonus, there's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Best part, Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. And you can even save more money with a monthly subscription. So for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter my promo code Taylor at checkout. That's drinkhydrant, D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T.com and enter my promo code T-A-Y-L-O-R for 25% off your first order. Again, drinkhydrant.com and make sure to use that promo code Taylor. And now back to the podcast. I love that we're talking about Alex McCord and Luann right now. I, I, I can't. Wait, wait. So <laughs> so you're only one season in, huh? So I'm one season in. Um, my girlfriend, she was like, let's start it. I was like, okay, let's start it. Let's do it. And it's been, it's a very enjoyable show. I also like as a, it's so weird how connected I am to Jewish women. <laughs> like I, 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 I watch Jill Zarin, um, and I'm like, you know, it's also back to Carol Baskin. Like, yeah. so when I watch Tiger King, back to the reason I like Joe Exotic more than Jill Baskin, or like, it's funny, my friend. So <clears throat> this is a, this is a long way to go, but I'm my, here for it. I love it. My, I love the tangents. My, my friend and his wife ranked like the different characters on Tiger King from when they liked the most. This is what started this tweet. Right. Is my friend was like, who do you like the most to least of this list of people? And it was like the guy with the ponytail. It was Carol Baskin. (laughs) It was Howard Baskin, Joe Exotic, uh, the redheaded guy, and uh, the other guy, the, the one that came in late that stole his business. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, God, Jeff. So, Jeff. 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 Jeff Lowe. So, so, and, and I, it was funny because we all did the exercise where we liked the guy with the ponytail the most. <laughs> and my friend's wife, he was last for her. Okay, why? And, and, and she, her, she was like, he was creepy. He, you know, had these like women that were like, we don't know if this was like a cult or it was like a sex group, but it's, and it's like, what's funny is like the, the people you hate the most are the people you fear the most a lot of times. Absolutely. So like, I don't fear any of the men on the show because I know exactly why they had uh, a tiger. It was because of their penis. Like when I watched that the the dude with a ponytail on top of a elephant <laughs> taking a bath in the water, I was like, yeah, he's this is how he fucks. This is how he gets women. Like I totally like it understand. wasn't a this surprise is, when they no, brought that a, woman in to basically be like, I was in a sex cult with Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doc Anton, Doc yes. Antle, and I'm like, yeah, Doc Antle, like. <laughs> You know, he's just a dude with a penis. Like, I totally get that. Like, yeah, he he rides the elephant. He's the king of this little world, and women find him attractive for it. Like, I, that's a that's an enemy I can understand. Carol Baskin, I look at, it and I'm like, I don't know what she gets out of this. You know, like, 
<laughs> it ain't sex unless you know the tigers are good at licking your crotch or some shit. Like I don't <laughs> I know mean, what. Honestly, I think that they all had sex with the animals. <laughs> I, it did seem like that. Uh, regardless, you know that is so funny because for me, I, my most hated person out of that whole show. I really do hate Carol Baskin, but my mm. number one, number one is Jeff Lowe, and it's because I fear men that wear Ed Hardy T-shirts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I mean, it's, I don't understand a man. Why would you wear an Ed Hardy T-shirt? Wait, can you please? You are the king of breaking down like people relationships, especially <laughs> men. Can you explain to me why? Why? I mean, do, first of all, is Ed Hardy even a thing anymore? I I don't. Anytime I see that Ed Hardy get up, I'm like, man. <sighs> That I know I like like I just want to buy them a monster energy drink so they can finish <laughs> off the fucking look. Break that guy down for me. What is his story? Because I, I am penis. so freaked it's, out, it's, man. It's all penile. It's all this guy. I mean, he came in as like the Vegas guy Ugh. who was hanging in Vegas and trying to get, you know, like I I do like it uh, like he takes over the circus. Now he's Mr. Circus Jeff Lowe. He's. <laughs> This is all about getting fucked at the end of the day. Like, his girlfriend was, like, actually cute and good-looking. I know. And then when he like, when she was pregnant, he's like, I can't wait for her to get back to the gym. And he's looking yeah. at the nannies. Like, oh, it he's just... Crazy. He's so predatorial, you know? Yeah. And, but it, and it's like, I understand why that would scare a woman. To me, I, I he's scary to... I wouldn't want him around my mom or my sister or my girlfriend. <laughs> but I do. I'm like, okay, I know... I, I know what that tiger, how that tiger bites like, for <laughs> and, me. And how does like, and, so if you had to rank the most dangerous guy on the show. De- oh, I mean, it's definitely that Doc Antle guy. He's the most dangerous. Because he's so dangerous because he's actually like, he has, he has charm. You don't want like a shitty dude with charm. Like Jeff Lowe walks into a room and he and- is a billboard for... Um, like marital disputes. Like he just looks like he looks like he should be on a billboard to describe all domestic, you know, violence. Like he just looks like that. When you, he's a warning sign, a walking he, danger yes, sign. Yes, he is a walking danger sign. He's like Brett yeah. Michael vibes with that fucking totally. bandana covering and, and his bald spots. I can't with him. I cannot. Doc, An- Doc Antle's like, we love the cats. Ooh, come on <laughs> over. Ride the elephant with me. And you'd be like, I, I, I could ride the elephant. And it's like, <laughs> that guy's a fucking dangerous dude. Well, and also like Doc Antle's place, like, and I was shocked when the girls said that it was so disgusting and there was cockroaches on the food because it actually on the outside, it like looked the nicest. It looked like an African yeah. safari, you know? Totally. It, it, it didn't, I, I think like, but he's also like the king of that world. Like he is the sun, the moon, the stars to all those people. He's paying them $20 a week. Can you imagine? A week. Can you imagine? You're like, yeah, but I get to hang with the cats. Like Carol Baskin didn't even pay the people. They spent four years working there and she didn't even learn their names. Jared, she got them t-shirts of a different color assortment. <laughs> yeah, she was so she was so tired of asking the wrong person to do something. She was like, we gotta have a color scheme. You know Put how, them in the right colors. You know how kids get so fucking excited over color wars at camp? That's yes. the system she was running with fucking adults. <laughs> she put in color war on her camp at, her, at, <laughs> at the cat hangout. Exactly. God, that show was what a gift. What a gift from Netflix. It was amazing. It was you, amazing. And it, the, the timing couldn't have been better. We're all sitting there like 
we're like, man, our our lot in life sucks, and they're like, ugh, we don't, we're not better than anyone, and then we bring that up, we're like, ugh, oh, okay, we're better good. than we're, everyone, we're better than someone, yeah. <laughs> um, you know that they actually fast tracked that. I just read a story recently where they fast tracked it. Um, so Netflix just like, if anyone thinks that it was just you know an algorithm or like a mistake that it came out when it did, we're all dead wrong. It was very much um, a gift from Netflix to us. So bless they, you, Netflix. They knew, yeah, they knew that was going to be. But the director popular. of the doc said that he has so much. Fun footage because now they're talking about this biopic that's going to come out i guess um kate mckinnon is a part of it and apparently they've been working on this project to do the like to do like a scripted almost like parody version of it um since november so before it even came out on netflix and it was based off the documentary actually their their characters couldn't be written like there's things that happen in that that you go all right well this is crazy like you know like just the idea that like you know him at the funeral talking about his ex his husband's balls <laughs> you're like you're like if will ferrell did that you'd be like this is a little over the top you'd right. be like this is too much right yeah. but so they're going to make it so it's going to come out so this director the director of the doc was saying he's really like not thrilled with the biopic coming out but he did tease a part two because he said he's got all this footage that he didn't get a chance to incorporate because there was a rush put on it, it coming out. And he's got the mm. footage now of, um, of what's his name? Is his name Jonathan? It was um, Joe Exotic's first husband, the one with the okay. no shirt and like four yeah. toofs. Yeah. So guess what? That guy's got toofs now, man. He's got I a heard. Set. He's got a full set of teeth. Yeah. Good for him. I'm happy for him. I I I I also they've also reopened Carol Baskin's case with the husband. I know it's crazy. I, also, Cardi B's trying to get Joe Exotic out of out of jail with a GoFundMe. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Cardi B just Cardi B. I feel like just goes to the Explore page on Twitter and just sees the top ten trending article things and is just like, "All right, this is my next month. Like this is what I'll do." <laughs> Oh, man. Well, anyway, so we've got Joe Exotic you're watching. You're watching Rahoni. And aside from that, how's the quarantine going for you and your girlfriend? The quarantine's been good. We So I moved. Uh, I, I had a move scheduled for April 1st um, before this all kind of came down. Right. Which then became an essential thing that moves are essential because I, which I understand because it's like, you know, if I don't move, then the person moving into my place doesn't move. Then the that person ahead sense. of me doesn't move. It's all it's a traffic jam. Right. So we moved April 1st from uh, my apartment in Harlem down to my girlfriend's place, which I am at now. She's at a studio apartment on the Lower East Side. And then we have an apartment that we're moving into next week that's in the same building but upstairs. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this is like a three tiered move, which. You know, all you want to do is get a move done in one day. Like moves suck in general. And now we're in, you know, the studio and it's a little bit tight. You know, I'm trying to stay out of the way as much as possible. So you've only been I in the studio bad. for like how long? Like couple total days now. Oh. We're going to be here. Uh, today's the third. We're going to be here for five more days, maybe it's- four. I hope you both come out of it alive. I know. We're already. She already wants to murder me. She already looked at me like a, and it's her birthday. Today, so I. I I feel horrible and I feel like a piece of garbage just sitting in the corner rotting because I'm definitely in the way. This isn't my space. This is definitely uh, she's doing me a favor. I get, you know, so we're just trying to tiptoe around each other. Yesterday, we got in a fight about eggs. 
So, oh, what was that fight like? <laughs> so she has a mini pan for eggs, and like to me, I was hungry. All I wanted to do was just use the little mini pan <laughs> and one little egg fixed in there. And she's standing over me with this egg pan, and I'm like, and she's like, "Well, what do you like?" I, I, you know, it's like the size of one egg. The yes, pan. I, I know. It's literally the one egg pan. I got it. The one egg pan. So I, I, I was like, to me, I just wanted to see how an egg cooked in it. <laughs> like I was like, this is, <laughs> like this is. I'm not looking to like be fucking Emerald Lagasse. I'm not looking to be Giotti. Like I just want to like make an egg in the pan. It looks like fun. <laughs> And she's like, it's a little hot. I don't know. And she's like watching this whole egg process. And I'm like, you need to step away from the fucking egg. Like, <laughs> like I am not. And she's like, well, what are you going to put on it? What are you going to do with it? I'm like, I'm making an egg for the fun of making this one egg in this stupid pan just to see what the pan is like. Like, I don't need to like, I'm not like, I'm not trying to like change the game on egg on eggs done in this pan. Like. And she's like, well, uh, I, I, and then like, the, then the like the uh, the smoke detector went off, and it's like, and, and it's like, listen, it, 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 she she's only looking out for my best interest. That's the thing. When you're in tight quarters, yep. I don't care how good uh, your intention is, you're still standing on my foot. <laughs> so it's like. You, it's one thing to have someone go, what type of egg you making from across the room? It's another to have them over your shoulder going, yeah, I don't know about that egg situation. I don't know what you're doing <laughs> with that egg. Um, you sure you want to make it that long? What's going on? You ever you ever cook at a grill and have a dude sit there and go, uh, like, you ever have that, been at a barbecue? Yes. There's always one dude that turns always. into the grill master. Has to let you know how they do it. Oh, I, I wouldn't flip that yet. Oh, you're not supposed to flip it to lose the juice. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Yes. You want to cook, yes. then you would cook. Um, Tay and I got into a fight over me being worried that she doesn't love me anymore because I have no eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is one of those things. It's like, you know, it, it, there is this the, with the quarantine going on. Like, we're all like looking a little bit like, you know, we're all looking a little quarantine-ish. We're quarantine quarantine Yeah, tint. very quarantine <laughs> and And it's like, like, you know, it, it's funny that your girlfriend's sitting there being like, no, I'm here with you. Yeah. That means I love you and think you're good looking. Meanwhile, she's, been, like wearing, about she's been wearing, like, she, I, she posted a picture on her Instagram recently. She looked like Woody Harrelson in 2012, okay? That movie <laughs> where he plays the crazy, like, conspiracy theorist who actually ends up being yes. right. And he's always, like, with his, like, blonde hair, like, wah, and his bandana. So I tell her... She looks just like Woody Harrelson in 2012. She laughs, and then I'm, see? Yeah, no, it, she does. And then I'm like, my eyelashes are so bad. I think you don't love me anymore. She's like, you call me Woody Harrelson, and now I you're can't call, you're get a call, refill. My love into question. You know what it is? She's just so sick and tired of my feelings. She's like, you have so many feelings. They're so exhausting, and <laughs> she's absolutely right. You're you have in these situations. You have to know when to take a walk. You have to know when to like, hey, you're gonna get your time. I'm gonna get my time. Yep. Uh, you have to know when a fight's just an argument. It's just two people lashing out. It's uh, it's all, you know, 
very difficult and it's just emotions it's that's all it is we're doing the best we can well jared you have been such a fucking delay i'm gonna let you go celebrate your girlfriend's birthday so you don't get in trouble sir (laughs) thank you for having me this is always a pleasure to talk to you i love having you and you guys um if you're going through quarantine situations with your significant other and i'm sure you are honey or god forbid if you're single and trying to date during these difficult times there is no better place to go than go listen to jared's podcast j train thank you every single day now people every single day every day j train podcast we're taking emails we're answering questions taylor just came on you were fantastic so you can listen to your episode and that could be your appetizer yes an entree into the show and also follow jared on instagram he is so fucking funny and also twitter at jared freed um seriously i i enjoy your instagram posts and your tweets so fucking much and (laughs) to anyone who didn't get the carol baskin women being hard one you're fucking asshole sensitive bitch baby moron (laughs) shut the fuck up (laughs) i appreciate that that's it for us guys this week thanks so much for joining us make sure to rate review and subscribe please share us with your friends we love having more subscribers especially during these times seriously give your friends and family the gift of laughter and make sure by the way to repost when you're listening to the to the podcast so i can repost that shit because everybody loves to dm me it's so funny thank you but please give me some sort of evidence like give me receipts that i can work with so i can repost that shit on my instagram at taylor shrecker uh you guys have a great one be back next week bye girl bye